What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Dapper Villains podcast. I am Dana Blue, and as always, joined by my co-host, Jay Such Dave. What's going on, brother? Man, I've been so swamped with yeah. with everything. Congratulations uh, on the new shop. Thank you so much, by the way. Shop is... is um, it's so much attention to small details. Like I'm a wholesaler. I, I trade, I buy and sell, mm. right? I don't even own factories. I just buy and sell shit. So it's, yeah. it's, it's been very easy business and it's been, been going on for a while. Uh, I'm good at it, but, but uh, retail, getting into retail for the first time, man, that's, that's, yeah. But we have been lucky. We have been lucky. I have very good partners. So yeah, you got good partners. You got a beautiful space. Uh, and if you guys, follow uh jay on instagram you can check out his gorgeous space that he has out in bangkok and if you're in bangkok looking for a suit i i dare to recommend sprezzatora as your choice definitely make an appointment i i am i'm pretty confident to say we have the best suits in bangkok of course like just you the construction. you're part of it just the construction like, it took us a while to develop that but but i i I'm pretty confident to say it's more now it's more about like nailing the the measurements mm. and the fit which is very risky yeah. um and and sometimes you get people who like if you if we finish a suit for you and like you're not happy with the fit that whole experience is fucked up yeah. even though the construction is great the fabric is great and everything so that's the well, one thing that um maybe we'll have to record an episode from the shop and do a little tour there sometime put it up on the, the youtube channel for sure for sure so yeah, guys, we've been, it's been a busy few weeks. Jay's, you know, he's been working on the shop for a year. And I think right before, since right when I first met you more than a year mm. ago, you were talking about yeah. it. And then obviously COVID and everything hit. And then the last couple of weeks I've been sick. Uh, we mentioned it a little bit in a previous episode, but I actually went deaf temporarily in one of my ears and partially in the other. So I'm, coming over the hump on that now i'm down to my my last course of drugs which is nice i won't feel so toxic in a week when i can get off the final uh, doses of drugs how, how are you doing now like percentage wise let's yeah, say yeah so i can hear about maybe 80 percent in my right ear and my left ear is probably back to about 100 percent, 9900 but yeah you know, overall hearing wise i'm very very comfortable uh still have a little bit of balance issues um but not as bad as it was previously what about pain? Do you still feel any pain? Zero pain right now. Zero pain. Okay. Good. So I was when I had the external air infection, it was a lot of pain, a lot of pressure. But now, good to go. All right. The only pain I have is the pain in my heart that I miss you, Jay. <laughs> but today's a, our 30th episode, so it's something a little special, right? We want to look back at some of our previous guests that have been amazing. And some of the, the great moments that we had and just kind of we discussed. have done we have done 30 now and uh, that's like over how, how long six months yeah th 30 30 weeks 30 weeks no plus the week we missed because I was sick we, but, but we are so blessed man the guests that we have yeah. had the, the support from the listeners the support from everyone who, who's in the dapper villains community Shout out to Sartorial Armenians for always uh, reposting yeah. and sharing Sartorial Armenians straight Musa up guys. from like, Indonesia no one shares shares us more than you guys our indonesian connects our people in malaysia you know everyone out there thank you so much you know we, we did our first episode jay we recorded the the dapper villains manifesto which we put up and um i'll put a link to that episode in the show notes because that sort of set the tone for us but it was about yes you know da dapper villains is about elevating helping men elevate their style and learning from others in the space 
to, you know, to become a better, you know, hobbyist or consumer or whatever you want to be of like quality items and, you know, to push us away from fast fashion and to push us away from, you know, this sort of disposable fashion world and, you know, these really well-built, you know, stylized items. And of course, in a very fun tongue-in-cheek way with dapper villains and how we go about it. And so, you know, that sort of set the stage. And then we, we've really rolled into some fantastic guests. Like our first guest right off the bat was uh, Jay Gatz, like one of the most controversial guys that uh, in the space right now. And uh, he's getting more and more controversial, which is great. It's, yeah. uh, we, we've I think had to have refuse, it out there. We've had people refuse to do the show because Jay has been on the show, which is perfect. Yes. yes. Fuck right. I mean, but yeah, he brings a unique look and he brings a a very historical perspective to it. So I really appreciated what what he talked about on the, on the episode. Yes. Yes. And I, like if, if you have followed him, uh, Jay Gatz, um, you know, he's, he's very raw, he's very honest and Mm -hmm. he he doesn't, he's not scared to criticize anybody. He's the definition of dapper villains because he's, he's, he is the villain. Like, he is the dapper villain. He's not yeah. the, the popular guy, you know, but. Uh, he... Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's done really well. And he's, we've seen his success grow since that first episode with us. Like he's gotten more clients. He's grown. His business has done well. His profile has grown. And uh, he's just, he's killing the game on every aspect. Yeah. 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 You know, we had a, uh, and actually like right off of him, we went into a huge win. Thanks to you. We had Natty Adams come on the show, author of I Am Dandy. Yes. You know the the I Am Dandy book is 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 so not like any other style magazines where it's mm. like it's always a typical same type of faces you would get. I Am Dandy books are so well covered, like it covers all races, all sexual orientation, yeah. the world, geographical location, and mm. it really shares. Like in my shop, I know like I have all the style books in my shop. I Am Dandy book allows my customers to see every kind of style. Mm. You know, it, flamboyant styles too. Like, I, and I love how you broke it down: capital D, lowercase d, and yes, uh, yes, with the dandy. And you know, his insights on one, like that sort of the refinement of being a dandy, right? Like the idea of yeah. bringing your your little element of style to that next level is really yeah. interesting. Too bad the audio wasn't great on on yeah. that. Like. And here's the thing, right? Like we we recorded on Zoom, and uh, we 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 can't force the customers to buy uh, or, or the the guests to buy an actual mic. Yeah. Uh, the video webcam is fine on the laptop and stuff, but the audio, um, a mic does make a huge difference, especially. Yeah. Uh, we have learned that our show is mostly consumed on audio. Yeah. And uh, like like I go for long walks listening to the podcast. It's just mm. like. I think I also like hearing myself, uh, but but it's it's a it's, I think it's the best way to to consume. For sure. Otherwise, then we then we cut it into clips, the teaser clips. But yeah, on Instagram. One of the things I loved about uh, the, the interview with Dandy, a moment that stuck out to me more than anything, was he paused in the middle of the episode to admire a blue jay outside his window. <laughs> you know, and just and just revel in the moment. And I, I think that's really like kind of what being a dandy is. Like you you find this moment and you you make the most of it, whether it's menswear or admiring a blue jay or sitting in the park with a friend, right? It's you know, and these these are all part of like life and but just taking the time to truly honestly appreciate it 
you know, kind of like when you put on a, a new, a new jacket or a new waistcoat for the first time and you, you have that, like, oh, yeah, that's it. Mm. You know, that, that's a, that's, it, that's a moment. And uh, he was a very funny guest too. Uh, yeah. He's a great we guy. had a lot of uh, funny guests and uh, we, we have these like little clips that we, or, or even like an inside joke that goes yeah. on for the next episode, like the bur two hookers and a burrito. Yeah. With a uh, um, <laughs> about funny guests. Carl. Carl Ross is one of our, probably one of our funnest <laughs> guests that I think we had, you know, big, big influencer in the heritage yes, space. Yes. And he has a, a strong laugh. Like he, he likes to laugh very yeah. loud and it makes other people want to make him laugh more. You know, it is, it's very, um, a, infectious i would say <laughs> yeah I, I love the the little niche that he that he sort of holds in the menswear space because it's workwear but it's heritage but it's it's elevated so i think a lot of his audience are guys who who work in trades or who work you know like a, like a nine to five job and like their job doesn't require them to dress in a, a three-piece suit every day or a bespoke garment but they want to look better. They want to elevate their own self-esteem, their own self through this. And Carl's able to put information out there about items that are both functional for them, but also that elevate their style. And that leads, that's sort of like that gateway drug that leads you from, okay, I've got this, this now, this Filson workwear shirt that looks a little bit better, this Carhartt over jacket that sort of elevates me a bit, or these polos. But now I'm going out this weekend. Do I have to go over to Articles of Style and get like a, a new suit made so that I can sort of really step it up? And I think that was what was interesting. That also would relate to, I think they're kind of similar, mm. um, although they're very different. Um, Texas Taylor episode. Yeah. Like the way the functional versus, yeah, Ross Bennett, the functional wear versus like Ross would some days show up in a three-piece tuxedo. Yeah, made uh, from alligator. Or, yeah and then like the other day he will show up in uh like he's doing farming now so i think he's kind of like carl where he's on the road a lot and yeah and uh he, they both said that you know uh, about the how formal do you have to be on a daily basis yeah uh they both said that you can you can be formal and respectful to yeah. whatever you're doing but or you can elevate it a little bit more R ross bennett is very much an eccentric carl morowski like uh, Ross is one has a fantastic <laughs> sense of style, uh, but he's a Southern Texas rancher and he works on a hemp farm and he wears like yeah. overalls and a denim jacket. And then he goes out to dinner with his wife and he'll throw on a, a chocolate brown alligator tuxedo, you know, and, and just to, mm. just to peacock a bit. And I think that's fantastic. And that, that's, that's one of the most beautiful things about like, like a guest like that, especially Ross. I mean, it's just, the way he, he looks at design, the way he looks at style is just so outside the box and so perfect for, for what a Dapper Villains episode should be. Yes. And like with, with Ross Bennett, like if you only hear clips, uh, it's going to be, it's going <laughs> to, it's not going to be fair for him because, because when you really listen to the whole episode, so many wise words. Yeah. Like, I mean... Uh, he he said so many very very intelligent things and and to me honestly like that was one of my favorite episodes to listen to yeah. recording it i was like shit how will people take this does he sound too angry and shit like that you know because he said he says he swears a lot and yeah. uh a little but, bit but but when you actually 
<laughs> yeah, I think that was the most amount of effort dropped in their show, and, and we're trashy people. So, <laughs> like, but 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 like, when you really listen to the whole episode, um, then you really see how wise he is, how yeah. how, um, how he sees things, and at least he's very honest. You mm. agree or don't agree with him, he's a straight up legit G. You know, yeah, he is who he is. And, you know, one of the things I think that came across really strong in the Ross episode is Ross is very steeped in his values. He's very mm. much a family values guy. And that, that is number yes. one to him. And that comes across in everything he says, everything he does. If, like, like I said, the, and you, you said this too, like, you, you've got to listen to the whole thing because maybe some of the clips put it out of context. But yeah. as an as a individual, like, he, his values are his rock. Right. And he, he stands yeah. on that. And like, you've got to respect someone who who stands for their values, but is open to learn and improve. Mm. Like, I've never seen Matthew McConaughey the same after yeah. uh, he talked about Matthew being his favorite yeah. style icon. Like, all of a sudden, I respect Matthew McConaughey. Like, uh, all of a and, sudden. And he, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I always would do like the all right, all right, all right thing from him. And uh, hmm. but I, I never looked at it as that way, you know. Another one that we had on that was really fun for me, it was outside the box, uh, it was uh, Justin Hunt, a friend of mine, he's a hip-hop journalist, yes, to, take, yes, yes. to really help us open up the perspective of, you know, satorial menswear in the world of hip-hop, where we mostly think mm -hmm. of streetwear, but Justin's mm -hmm. able to help us look at it from this idea of, you know, where they, where they fit, where they mesh, and what the history of that was, and I thought that was just such a great conversation. Oh man, and and um, it gives us a whole different perspective. I I never realized how many uh, uh, rappers yeah. wore suits and uh, how how their style element and and yeah, it was it was really good. No, Jay gets Jay gets like covers about the movies more. Yeah. Uh, but but when Justin came, he he sh he mm. reminded us a lot of and and you know a lot about that. So it was really fun to witness that firsthand. One of the things I really enjoyed with Justin was him sort of walking us through the history of Dapper Dan being this mm. sort of original kind of bootleg style guy in New York to like a, to coming into this renaissance of now being legitimized as like a streetwear designer, even though originally mm. like brands were like, oh, you're ripping us off. But now you're like, oh, this is original. You know, it's mm. interesting to see that evolution across, we're talking four decades four mm. decades of of that style of sh sartorial streetwear another really good one for me as well was sunflower man and that was another okay. one that stepped outside the box in the same in the similar vein to the way justin did because sunflower man is not a designer he's not a clothier he's not a tailor he's a menswear artist he draws incredibly well i might add he draws menswear and he mm. comes up with these these renderings that are that are just beautiful and you know and saturated and the way that he's been able to I know you worked with him on the Mongolian Pocket Square project that mm. he he illustrated those but the animation you guys made along with that you know was yeah. was beautiful and telling of of the the work and the detail and the inspiration and you know some of the things he talked about like was you know this realistic mongolian warrior holding a comical head because you know he wanted to to separate the violence from the imagery and you know like to talk to an artist like that who can dive in and really you know really flush out their process was, was such such a wonderful conversation yes 
And uh, 18 Amendment showed uh, how to commercialize. There's a brand called 18 Amendment, which mm. we have yet to interview, but uh, he showed how to commercialize working with Sunflower Man. Mm. Uh, so like they did their entire collection now because you can't do photo shoots or fashion yeah. shoots. So uh, he kind of told Sunflower Man what fabric he wants to see himself mm. wear. And Sunflower Man kind of drew that and like they created call to action for shopping. Nice. All, all, all the photo shoots were just Sunflower Man's drawings. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah. And it, it, and that's just, okay. I don't think it saved costs because like each flower, uh, each painting would cost a lot too, but yeah, for sure, but it allows that, um, situation. Is, you don't have to worry about anything else, the lighting, the models, the, situation you can close your eyes and imagine and tell a story yeah and people dig that you know and yeah no and sunflower man is definitely again like really really beautiful work inspirational and as someone who like i do my own illustrations on products that i designed and i know how rough mine look and then i look at the work mm -hmm. sunflower man does that, that are like fully rendered graphics of like menswear and items i look at my own ipad and i'm just like Oh, we're using the same tool and he's like decades ahead of me, you know, but again, he's, procreate. Yeah. I'm using procreate. Like he's a, he's a legit artist, you know, but like, so I, I like, it gives me something to strive to someday, right. So something mm. to try to move towards. And uh, what a, he's a humble cat. He, he's now drawing a lot of watches too. That's yeah, one he, thing he, he did quite he, a few. Yeah. He's trying to, yeah. He's trying to get into art. He's a watch book, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's very close with another one of our guests, uh, Franklin Moss of Franklin Anthony Clothiers in, yes. in Fort Worth. And Franklin's one of my favorite guys, and uh, we both work with him a bit. And, you know, again, someone we've had on the show, and in, to hear him talk about, like, his – he was in music. He was trying to make it in music as a producer, mm. and his style was just so, you know, so on point that it led him in this direction of being a clothier. Yeah. And uh, he, he really tells the story about how he started in getting into menswear, yeah. being an apprentice of someone and then growing his career uh, that direction. And I think a lot of people, especially our listeners, could relate to that story. Yeah. Um, where, because clothing, clothing business, clothier business is, is, you know, it's very similar. People have to work for somebody else, mm. either you know, a suit supplier or Ralph Lauren or something like that. You gotta learn. And then you, and then you realize, Hey, I can do it my own way. And so many uh, you people contact... on our, who have been on our show, they tell this story of like their first jobs, like, um, um, Jay Gatz worked for Ralph Lauren setting yes. up in retail. Yes. And, um, who, who else was it worked for, um, Paul Frank, someone worked for, it might've been Matt Rannick worked for Paul Frank at one point. Matt Rannick? He, oh, no, he, he worked, worked for, for somebody else? What's that? Matt Rannick? Matt Rannick is rich as fuck. <laughs> no, maybe not. Who, I'm trying to think who worked for... No, he worked for what? He, uh, Condé Nast, right? Condé Nast, yes. He's a crazy Someone, someone who was on the show. Oh, now I can't... My, my inexperienced... My, my non-preparedness is showing up here. Someone worked for Paul <laughs> Frank. <laughs> but well, yeah. Rich Fresh worked for Xenia. Xenia, yeah. Yeah. And uh, two years ago, Rich Fresh maybe was, Palmer. Two years ago, Palmer Rich worked. Fresh was poor and homeless, mm. living in a shelter. Today, he drives a periwinkle Maserati. And uh, I think his brother has a Lamborghini. Yeah, 
um, huge mansion in, uh, but his episode also was very, very inspiring. Mm. Uh, a lot of wise words from, from, from there. And he was the first guest who smoked weed in our show. Yeah, in his Maserati. Rolled, rolled the whole joint and smoked yeah. weed. That rolled the joint, smoked, smoked it in the Maserati while talking to us for two hours. He's like, yo, yeah. I got 30 minutes. Two hours later, he's like, all right, boys, this was awesome. Peace. <laughs> you know? another, guest, another guest who said uh, he was crunch on time, and yeah. then I believe he canceled an appointment in front of us, yeah. uh, was Articles of Style. Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> Dan like, Guys, said he could only do minutes. one hour. Yeah. Like, yeah. Next, thing, next thing I know, we're two, two hours in with him. Yeah. Dan was a great guest because Dan is like the modern example for a lot of people of of how you grow yes, and, and how you pivot. And he's a guy who went is, is amazing to hear him talk about this was that Dan talked about going from, you know, going from a content creator, just a blogger, not just a blogger, yes. but a blogger to wanting to really engage with his audience and not have his voice stifled by someone else. And the way mm. to do that was to create the content for himself and create the products around it. And that transition, I mean, I think it put him, it put him on another level to begin with because his copy and his credibility were already so good. Yes. And uh, the, I think being a writer mm. allows you to, because when you, when you have to write, you critique a lot of people. Mm. And when you get in the game yourself, you have to do something extra uh, or better than everybody else. Yeah. And I think that's why his business is very successful. Because yeah, he learns about other businesses before getting yeah. into it. Yeah, he's very smart, very savvy. And obviously, I think if anyone's coming out of the pandemic in the, in the retail space ahead of the game, it's going to be him. For sure. Yes. Yes. Now, another one we had that I, this was an oddball one. It was one I just kind of shot a shot at and reached out was uh, Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, <laughs> he's a controversial figure in himself, especially around election time. And yeah. not very well known for menswear. In fact, he draws his characters wearing like very basic business. What do you call it? Business stupid, uh, business stupid attire. But you know, he had some great stories about menswear, about like you know how wearing a cheap polyester jacket got him a job offer, or like not wearing a jacket got him sent home and almost dying in a blizzard. You know, and I, I thought like that. That was and again, this is a guy who's been mul incredibly successful on multiple fronts throughout his career and just, you know, has kind of eschewed the entire menswear space, but still appreciated the value that it adds. How did, how did that episode perform on downloads? Really well. Really well? Yeah. Cause, uh, and he, he is cut very this out. I don't want I don't want our analytics being in the episode. <laughs> no, no, no. I, what I mean is like, he, he's very controversial, right? And usually, uh, yeah. and, and I think he, he hit, more controversial uh, uh, right after our episode. Yeah, he, he made, so he made I, some QAnon and some comments after our episode. And <laughs> a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Why would you talk to this guy? <laughs> and I, I suppose like uh, his names, his name got searched a lot on the, yeah. on the internet. And uh, that might have uh, added to the a little cachet for us. Good timing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another good one we had was uh, Daryl Beeman came on the show. Salvo Ro Taylor, who's working in New York mm. at the time. He's mm. now in Bangkok in quarantine. 
Yes, but yes. As we record he this, told you? Yeah. He told you? Yeah, he hit me up. For but, you know, 14 days, a- he has to do a quarantine. So I said, I can't trick, take the strippers to your hotel. So <laughs> we'll have to wait for you to get out. I'm pretty sure his wife and daughter are with him in the hotel. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. How are they doing family quarantine? Are they all together or are they separate? <laughs> I suppose together. Yeah. I suppose together. Um, I mean, but yeah, so he's in quarantine. He's, he'll be working in Thailand for the foreseeable future at least. But w- what an interesting story to hear from him about, again, we talked about like, like you apprentice and you move through the, the game and you learn it as you go. Darren started out as a kid, you know, went in for an interview. The guy told him, come back tomorrow, interview again. Spent 20 years on Savile Row and then saw, had a vision of, of growth through, through technology and being able to do like a M to M and, you know, fast custom and just went off in that direction and learned these tools that, that have allowed him to become a very sought after technical expert. Absolutely. And uh, Darren, Darren, you know, he traveled the world training Mm. people just like how he is here in Thailand right now. He's been to Africa, he's been to India, you know, uh, he knows a lot more about Indian food than I do. He loves Indian food. And uh, that's that's why we, like having a guest who traveled the world while in the same space gives us a lot better perspective mm. about the, the whole menswear world yeah. in, in general. What are you, he's telling the story about, I think he was landing in... Uh in congo or dnc and uh he got off the plane they're like oh no no visa he's like okay i'll go back and they're like no 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 (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's like i was ready to go but then they just told me they wanted a bribe so i was like i should probably do it the client will be mad (laughs) then we also had matt rannick who you met you crashed his party and that's the whole reason that he he that you know him you crashed his launch party for wm brown at pity yes Yes. Drank all his yes. Negronis. Yes. And He's then, the king of Negronis. Yeah. And then we just became friends. And uh, I, I, I reached out to him saying that, you know, we, we have never had a magazine owner yet. Um, yeah. So will you please be my guest on the show? And uh, he, he gave us a lot of good answers too about like, uh, I think he was the first one to say his dad was the satellite icon. Yeah. And uh, I love that question because it allows the guests to share their memories mm. and uh, let us learn a bit more about someone's past and yeah. how they became yeah. who they are today. And if you read the, the WM Brown magazine, if you look at it, it, it's a very interesting, it has a very New England feel to me, but like the, the mm. menswear in there isn't, isn't over the top, right? You're not looking at GQ, which yeah. is so polished and, and paid yes, for. Yes. It's, yeah. it's this really organic, just like guys having fun, like, like yeah. dressed well while they're doing it. And yeah. it's such a fun magazine. It's so good. Hunting, fishing, riding, Kayaking, yeah. Working on yeah. a car. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Really fantastic. I mean, and again, a guy like that with, with episode, with insights into, into different aspects of the game really make it fantastic mm. you know because he's worked he came from Condé Nast Condé Nast Traveler him and his wife right so yes they have this fantastic writing editorial background and then he already had a passion for watches and for menswear and he brought those two together 
And he, he even said he threw it all on the line. Like he, you know, he, he had an opportunity to start this and he, he put all his money into it and he just went balls to the wall and it's paid off. So yeah, we talked to, oh, what's Enrique's last name? Iglesias. Yeah. No, that's the singer. That's the singer. <laughs> My amo. <laughs> He's a great singer. Yeah, so we talked to uh, Enrique and uh, Cassania from Ventium. And, Vestium. You know, Vestium. And I thought that Enrique really gave some enlightened answers on his inspiration from a design perspective as he's an architect and looking at design of clothing the same way he looks at design of buildings. And, you know, I thought that that was a really interesting sort of parallel between the two worlds, you know, because they yes. really are both draping material over a structure, right? With clothing, mm -hmm. you're draping fabric over the human form with architecture, you're draping concrete or glass over a steel structure. So, yeah. you know, it's, the interesting parallel and the, the inspiration seemed unique to me. So overall, Dana, out of every single episode we've mm -hmm. done, do you think there's somebody that we can do episode two with that so you want to do episode two with? So many. Let's, let's, let's say one, who would it be? Who would it if be? If we were to, to do a second episode, either, either you feel we had to redo it or it was so good that we want to do a second episode. VM the model. Oh, uh, that that would be a had to redo. Yeah, because he 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 was so 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 good. So good. But but the the connection was so bad. Like he yeah. was in an underground floor somewhere, and the Wi-Fi was so bad, and the audio was bad. But I think but, even even that episode would be a fun episode to listen to. Yeah, uh, I mean, we we put it out there, so we we talked about it, and we made the choice to still put it out, even though the audio was bad simply yeah. because it was so insightful. And that's the first time we had talked to a model and, yeah. and I didn't really know in, what to in, expect. In your life? What's in your it? life no, or? Not in my life, <laughs> uh, but on the show, on the episode. Probably, probably first time you talked to a male model in your life. Yeah, first time I talked to a male model, probably. <laughs> but, you know, for me, it was, I didn't know what to expect because his agency had put me in touch. They had reached out yeah. to us to, to get him yeah. on the show. And I looked at his Instagram and he had some cool looks, but you know, he's a model. He works for, for clothiers or for line. So I wasn't too sure about it, but I thought it, let me take a chance. We talked about it. We discussed it. We're like, let's take a chance and, and do it and see, because if we don't know if we don't do it. And yeah. so we did. And he surpassed and blew away any expectation we went into that interview with as far yeah. as like his understand like one talking about his understanding of menswear and, and how in the fits and the colors and the look and this whole afrocentric vibe that he brings to that he works with designers and brings to, to menswear and then talking about like his his work as like he's the paintbrush for the designer right he's there to represent their look and how does he bring that across? And like, then his personal style is so different. I mean, I want to, I want to revisit that episode with better audio because it's, it was so good and so insightful. And I, you know, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, but that, that would be one, like only because the quality was so bad and, but it was such the quality of the recording was so bad, but the quality of the content was so amazing. Mm. All right. So that was the redo. 
Yeah. Now, now, uh, the episodes that you feel, the, the guests that you feel that we left off, but we have seen such personal growth with them and uh, we feel like we should do an episode two with them. Sure. So f- there's a couple that I want to get into. So uh, Taylor Draper uh, from Inherent Clothier, because I think uh. he's going somewhere and I want to follow that journey. And I think mm-hmm. where he's going is going to be exciting. And so I want us to, to be able to help document that and follow that. Another one. Because he yeah, talks about like mental health with sartorial. Yeah, mental health uh, world and, and men's very wear. Unique. And he's very so unique. early on, but he has such big vision. And I want to be part yeah. of following that and documenting yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, of course, Carl, Carl Morosky, just because I want to laugh like that again. And, <laughs> you know, Carl's ever evolving in the content space as well. So that's another, another reason I want to be, you know, sort of aligned with telling that story and interweaving with that you know there's so like for, many for me ones. though dana yeah for, for me though it would be jay gats really i feel like yeah i feel like we we did the first one with him but his real black men's wear account has grown so much and yeah. uh there's so many more things that we could talk about especially the movies he was like, probably gonna going be the to- next one i list as well because we talked i talked about like with taylor wanting to follow that that journey We've already yeah. missed such a big part of Jay Gatch's journey. Because where he was when we talked to him and where he is now. Yeah, it's, it's very far. And like, I mean, he's someone who's starting a magazine out. Yeah. So that would, be a, that would be a very cool second episode. Because the first episode, he was still like not sure about whether he wants to be a clothier yeah. and, or, or, or do this Instagram account yeah. called Real Black Menswear. But then the, the, the support was so strong. Now he's doing real, uh, the Real Black Menswear magazine. Hmm. And I, I don't want to catch up with that journey, you know? Yeah, we should. We should, re- should double-click on revisiting that really soon because hmm. we've missed so much in the journey uh, from a show perspective. We both talk to him like, yeah. fairly regularly through Instagram or WhatsApp, but you know, we haven't like, had him on the show to find out where he's at because – it, keep in mind, that was six months ago, a little bit less than six, a little bit more than six months ago. He's probably made 10 years of progress in that time. Like if you look at yeah. real black men's wear and where he's at. Yeah. yeah. And of course, yeah. it will just piss more people off, which is what Dapper Villains is about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I would definitely, I would definitely, those would be my ones. Of course, VM, because I want to get that redone in, in a great way. And then of course, you know, Carl and Taylor, because I want to document that journey, but Jay Gatz at the same time, huge. And I think in not right away, but maybe in a couple more years, Rich Fresh, mm. you know, mm. because yes. his trajectory is going so strong. I want to give it time to like really see it blast off. Mm. And, and uh, like even articles of style, he was in a lockdown. He was like in a, like yeah. we, we managed to like entertain him up a little bit, but he was yeah. pretty uh, sad about the whole situation, you know, yeah. being on a lockdown and stuff. You know, another one I'd love to get the opportunity to do like more in depth stuff with is a uh, Darren, especially now that he's in Bangkok. Because, yes. uh, you know, wealth of knowledge that we can help share to the world through him. Mm. So Jay, right, let me now, ask you, let me ask yeah. you, Jay. A lot of people we haven't had on the show yet. Who do you want to get on the show? All right. That's, that, that was going to be my question to you as well. Um, Dapper Dan. 
just because mm-hmm. everybody's mentioned him, like there's so many people who, who talk about him as a style icon. And like I've reshared and uh, posted the mm-hmm. stories tagging him and mm-hmm. he taps like on all the stories. Oh. Um, so I feel like it's not far off. It's not unreachable. And uh, yeah. I feel like he would be such a great guest. Although I'll have to brush up a lot of my interview skills and uh, <laughs> uh, probably shut the fuck up all, all the episode and just crack some <laughs> stupid jokes a couple of times. But yeah. Yeah, he's a legend for sure. That's a good one. Um, yeah. You know, I think we about had that. Andy I, Wellington. Yeah, we had uh, Andy is, Wellington, uh, who was amazing. Which he is pretty big as well in, in the menswear scene. Mm. And uh, although I had half an episode with him because uh, my battery ran out, but uh, <laughs> you still you, made it you tell, you tell me it was fantastic. He was, he was out of this world. And also another great one in that same space was a uh, Mr. B the gentleman rhymer. The first time anybody dropped uh, a rhyme dropped in our a rhyme. show. Yeah. He wore a siren suit, the, uh, the zip up suit. I thought that was so cool. That was, that was cool. The, the, yeah. That's a unique piece, like a pinstripe, you know, peak lapel siren suit. That was, that was something special. That you zip all the way up and yeah, that's it. That's a good stay at home suit. Yeah, imagine like, if you live somewhere cold, you could wear that out. Mm. You're not wearing that in Bangkok though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've had some great ones. Dan- yeah. Dandy was fantastic. Again, I, I love Dandy's insights and talking to Dandy wellington about menswear is like taking a time a trip through time space of menswear it's really fantastic Mm. Mm. so many good so many good guests so many good guests to come yeah i definitely want to have dapper dan i actually i told you i emailed him early on and uh we never heard back Uh, another one i really want to get is uh jadena the hip-hop artist jadena because his looks and the way he approaches menswear and merges it with his music is another, another one that I just would love to, to hear and vibe with him on about like where he gets the inspiration, where he pulls it together from. And uh, he seems to uh, support the African tailoring movement a lot. Yeah. And uh, I really want to share that. Like we, we've had two guests who talk about the African tailoring yeah. uh, VM, the model and yeah, Palmer. Ezekiel Palmer. Yeah. And uh, they they shared visions that got us both very interested because we have this question where we ask like, oh, do you prefer I- Italian, English, or American? Yeah. And they both shared their vision about African tailoring. Yeah. And uh, that made us both learn about yeah. that. And uh, I feel like Jadena, Jadena could share some more on that perspective. Yeah, I believe he's, I believe Jadena is Nigerian or one of his parents is Nigerian. And, uh, but his tailor definitely is is Nigerian. Yeah, he's a he's a Stanford grad, and mm. uh, you know, it's just you know, I would love to have him on and just like I'm sure he would be very similar to Dandy Wellington in the fact that he has all this this really in depth knowledge about certain aspects of the the craft and about the style. And I would love to love to talk to him about that. And then yeah, that that'd be my one like that's my that's my 2021 resolution is to get Jadena. <laughs> <laughs> i'd also want somebody from the rake uh on here especially like you know they they're promoting us so hard yeah because we supply them masks and stuff hopefully um, bags soon hopefully some edc totes soon edc totes maybe some um, neckerchiefs so, yeah 
And also the rake cre created such an interesting business as a magazine, mm -hmm. then turned into an e-commerce and they're still not the only one anymore because a lot of people, uh, there are a lot of online stores, but mm. they're still the most relevant one for, for the whole I think for the industry. tutorial side, absolutely. And, and yeah. the content part of it as well. You know, of yeah. course, if we say we want to get someone from the rake, of course, we're talking about Waco. Like, uh, <laughs> there's no other person to have. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like um, Waco has done uh, an amazing interview. Uh, and also, I think, although I do want to interview with the team more because uh, they're now starting to become characters of their own mm. and uh, they all have different style and values and things. So yeah, some, wow. some, some of their team members are pretty cool. Like the editor, Tom Chamberlain. Yeah. Uh, also Nick folks would be a great guest. Yeah. Nick folks and his son. Do you see that? Yeah. Like he maybe has we should make some of those show. happen this year. We still got a few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 2020, yeah. Rake, call us. You have our number. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Paul, Paul Fig. Yeah. He, he's a he's a cool guy to interview too. I, I'm person. I'm waiting for uh, Tom Ford to call me back. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. <laughs> Where you at, Tom Ford? Where you at? <laughs> Why are you ducking me, bro? <laughs> Why are your suit so tight? <laughs> <laughs> your bow tie's so big. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's, it's going to be an interesting, hopefully next hundred plus episodes will be amazing. We'll loop back in 30 more and do this again. I, I got to say though, man, I've learned so much from doing the podcast. I've learned to be a much better listener Yeah, and uh, I still suck at phrasing questions like um, to get my question out. You uh, say that, but we just, before this episode, we did a bunch of work on questions and Jay gave some amazing insights. So he says he sucks at it, but he just helped rewrite the whole 10. But like, like live and to like ask a, mm. a question that comes across uh, and, and, and that's a great skill to have, even in doing business or making sales or For sure. meeting a person, you know, like to ask good questions is such mm. a great skill to have. And I feel like podcasts has helped me do that a lot. Absolutely, but I still suck do. at it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a, All right. So a lot of fun. The, we, we did one episode where we shared about the manifesto, but uh, I believe now that we have done our 30th episode, we would like to remind people that we are still on point and yes. uh, we still believe in those values. Absolutely. Um, so let's, let's get into it. A lot more common. So guys, thank you so much for, for sticking with us all of the new subscribers that we get on iTunes, Google play, Spotify. Thank you so much to all of you and for rocking with us every single week. We appreciate it. And until next, until next time, as always stay dapper, stay, stay villainous. villainous.